Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this, the Epiphany of Our Lord Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Jordan Kleibecker and Michael Hesman. Today's radio order of service is found at trinityfreistadt.com. The radio broadcast today is sponsored by Stones Prairie St. John's Lutheran, in Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. Well, good morning, everyone. God bless us as we worship together. Welcome today to worship here on Sunday morning. It's wonderful to be here with you all in the presence of God uh, and His Word and His sacraments as He is ready to serve us with those wonderful gifts. Let's stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi, shake their hand, and welcome them to church today. Mike is on or not. Oh, there it goes. As you are taking your seats, I have just one announcement uh, before worship today, and that is to say that we are going to, in this uh, new year, we're going to start having our announcements at the end of worship. Uh, the reason for that is because as I got to thinking about what, when was a good time to have announcements in church and uh, when would be the most ideal time to do it, it occurred to me that every Sunday that we walk through those doors and walk in here and we sit down, our minds are filled with a lot of clutter. And what are we going to do next week? And what's, what's my work week look like? And what are we going to do with the kids? And all of these different things really sort of clutter our minds. And so instead of adding more clutter before we worship, um, we're going to uh, simply come in, uh, greet one another, uh, pray, and then begin with worship, and then we will have our announcements at the end of service today. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, and so with that, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that this day, today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that none of us are here today by accident or by chance, but because, Lord, you have called us to be here, uh, that we are your very own, that we were bought and purchased at a price. And so, Lord, we belong to you. And as such, Lord, uh, your gospel is the most important thing in our lives, and it is that good news that you want us to hear, and so that uh, is the reason. It is the gospel for why we are here today. And so, Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning uh, for your house of worship here. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn today is number 395 in the Lutheran Service Book. Verses 1 through 3, O morning star, how fair and bright, number 395.
I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. <clears throat> o God, by the leading of a star you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us who know you by faith to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, 
and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Our special music today comes to us from the Trinity Ringers.
Thank you very much, Ringers, for making a joyful noise uh, in worship this morning. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given today by Mr. Clybaker. And now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Good, 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 good. Well, look around the church with me for a minute. What do you see down the, down the tops, over top of all the people? Say that again. We got, we got lights. Lights. Yeah, we've got some really pretty lights in our church. Look at the back of the church where all of the lights are on the wreaths and so forth. Now you can turn around and look up here where Pastor and the Acolytes are setting. Lots of lights, don't we? Lots of Christmas lights. Aren't they pretty and really, really nice? What are those things called that are right in front of Pastor? They're giving out light. And also on each side of the altar. A little bit different. Candles. Candles. That's another form of light. Dylan, in that bag that I gave you to hold for me, would you open it up? We use lights in a lot of different ways, don't we? Why don't you pull one thing out of there and just hand it to somebody to hold on to for a minute. Now pull another one out. See what else is in there. You can just hand that off to somebody else there. And then there should be at least one more. These are some interesting things. Why don't you hold up the very first one? Hold this one up. What is that thing? It's a flashlight, right? What I brought along in my bag was some of the things that I use as tools that are lights. That's a special flashlight for me. I use that one anytime I want to see something really specific. Like if, I, if it's dark outside and I can't see very well and I want to really be able to see what's over there in my barn. I use that one. It's a spotlight. Now, let's see. Cordell, you've got one, won't you? Pull that thing apart. Do like this. Just pull the bottom right. There you go. Look at that one. Boy, that's bright, isn't it? That's a special lantern light that I use when I don't need to be... I can see a lot of good stuff. You know what I use that for? When something breaks. I can hang that or I can set it down on the ground if it's dark and I'm trying to work on it. I can see then a whole lot better. Now, what have you got back there, Maddie? You have got my favorite hat. How about that? Hold it up real high so those folks can see what, you're ta- what I'm talking about. It's a stocking cap with the lights built right in. Just a good friend of mine gave that to me, and that was one of the greatest gifts I ever got because then I can have my hands free to look for baby calves out in the pasture and still have lights to be able to see when their mamas decide to have their, have their baby after dark. 
right? Great tools. Lights are important. What happens if the lights go off or we don't have lights? It's dark. That's right. And I use the flashlight to get through that. Oh, yes. It's dark. God knew that we were living, our ancestors were in living in a really dark world filled with sin and sadness. And so he knew how important light was going to be. I don't know if you all can see the top of the Christmas tree. What's up there? A star, right? Stars give out light. Epiphany today is Epiphany Sunday is the day that we think about a lot of different things that God did including when the wise men came to visit Jesus. Did God use something dark to show them how to get to Jesus? No, he used the light from a star, didn't he? Which is just fantastic, just awesome. Just like we use lights to be able to see, that's how God chose to help the wise men find Jesus. But... I'm going to open the Bible real quickly to Luke chapter 2. Those of you that are sitting out in the congregation, if you want to open your Bibles to Luke 2, um, Jesus got to go with his parents, well, his parents took him to go see some special people at, the, uh, at their church at that time, back when he was a baby boy. And there was an older man that God had promised, Simeon. Simeon was promised by God that he would not die until he got to see the Savior, Jesus. What's really interesting to me is that Simeon gave us a pretty good idea, a big clue about Jesus in a special song that he sang as he held baby Jesus. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, he sang, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people. That's important to note. But here's the really cool part. We said that lights are important, right? A light for revelation to the Gentiles and in glory of your people Israel. Now, we know that the children of Israel were God's chosen people, weren't they? At that point, we found out all people are God's chosen people for sure, including Gentiles like us who are not Israelites. A light, a light to enlighten us, the most important light, Jesus. Isn't that cool? I want you to listen closely as Mr. Goodman reads the next Bible reading Because there's going to be some more talk in there about how Jesus came to save all people, including all the Gentiles just like us. Let's say a quick prayer, and then everybody can give my tools back to Dylan to put in the bag, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we have such a pretty church that we can come to on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings and many other days to be able to celebrate the birth of our Savior Jesus, who you sent, who you sent to be a light to us, to show us the way and take us in. Thank you for doing that for us, because we know that by our own selves, 
we might just stay in the darkness. Heavenly Father, we're grateful that you sent a nice, beautiful star filled with light so that the wise men could go see Jesus. Help us now as we take the lights that you've given us through the Bible and many other things that we might see Jesus more clearly too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our epistle reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me... Though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for all ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places." This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, 
For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child Mary with his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is number 399 in the Lutheran service book. The star proclaims the king is here, number 399. pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is taken from the gospel lesson that was just read. You want to have that in front of you? We will be going through it and, and referring to it as we go along here this morning. Dr. Jeff Gibbs at the seminary once gave a sermon on this 
exact text. And as I was listening to his message, there was one thing that he said that really stood out to me. And I think the reason why it really stood out to me was because it hit me specifically. And I knew that I definitely fell into this group of people that Dr. Gibbs was referring to. What he said was, was that he is shocked by the ease that you and I and Christians all over the world confess what happened in the house there with the Magi and how we confess it so easily that we confess that God was there with his mother Mary beside him and his father Joseph. Now, he at, now he said, this doesn't mean that we don't, does this mean that we don't believe it? Well, no, we certainly do. Does it mean that we don't understand it? Probably not entirely. Because if we did really and, and fully understand and grasp what happened inside of that house with the Magi, we would be filled with such wonder and awe and amazement and even silence. And so let me summarize what happened in that house like this. Those magi, as they came into the house and they saw the Christ child there with his mother, they knelt down on their knees and with their lips they kissed the feet of God. They kissed the feet of God. And so to begin, I ask all of us here this morning this, or these questions. When you came into church this morning, how would you grade your emotions? Did coming to church today seem hard? Did coming to church today seem like sort of just one more thing that you had to do? Were you kind of grumpy that you had to get up early on a Sunday morning? Or how about when at the very beginning of worship, after you have confessed your sins, that you heard from me as one who has been appointed to tell you that all of your sins have been forgiven, every single one of them. How would you grade your emotions when you heard that? How would you grade your emotions when you heard God's Word being read to you here this morning as you do every Sunday? And you heard in the Gospel text today from Matthew, that there was nothing that was going to stop God's plan of salvation from happening and from taking place exactly the way that he had set it before the foundation of the world. How would you grade your emotions? Too bad for us. If we think that the story of Epiphany is a story that we already know. 
Too bad for us if we think that the story of Epiphany is just one more story in this Christmas season that we've all heard a million times. And too bad for us if we think that we know it and that we understand it. Once again, the Magi kissed the feet of God. The God who saw Adam fall. The God who went looking for Adam after he fell. The God who saw Cain kill his brother. The God who told the prophet Jonah, no, you're going to go and do what I told you to do. And he sort of gives him a little kick on the way to make sure. The God who commands legions of angels was in that house with his mother Mary and his father beside him. And the God who at that exact moment knew your name and knew who you were and knew who you are was in that house surrounded by his mother and his father. Too bad for us if we think that we know the story of Epiphany so well. And so the wise men, when they finally find him, and this is kind of an interesting story, did you notice how many times that God sent the star to point them to where the Christ was? Not once, but twice. Some wise men. And they fall on their knees and worship this infant, and they bring him gifts. They bring him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, the gifts are important. And the reason why the gifts are important is because they allow us to sort of be the fly on the wall inside of that house. They help us with our lack of wonder and awe and amazement as to what is happening inside of that house on that day. And they give us more reason to have that awe and wonder and amazement. And so the first gift that that they bring is the gift of gold. We know it well. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. All of these gifts are gifts that that are perfectly fit for a king at least perfectly fit for an ordinary king. You you see, Jesus is no ordinary king. As a matter of fact, he's a very strange king. Not only from his humble beginnings, where his first bed is a feeding trough for animals, but then where do the wise men expect to find him? They think that because he's king, they think that he lives in a castle or a palace. And so they go to Jerusalem, to the king's house, and they knock on Herod's door, and they say, where is the king that has been born king of the Jews? Now, Herod, he's a funny one. Herod sort of partially believes 
He sort of kind of believes what is happening. He, we know that he believes that the Christ child was to be born in Bethlehem because he sends the Magi there to go and find him. But as somebody asked in Baba class this morning, why doesn't he go? Why doesn't he go with the Magi? Did you notice that? That neither Herod, who is the king, nor the chief priests or the scribes that are with him, none of them go to see the new king. They all stay home. They all stay back. Because they only partially believe. You see, Herod believes that this new king has come only for one reason, and that is to steal his kingdom away from him. Again, Herod thinks that this is going to be an ordinary king coming to supplant him and get rid of his reign and establish a new one. And this strange king, this King Jesus, would grow up to lead a ministry that flew right in the face of what the religious leaders of that day, the chief priests and the scribes, what they thought that he should be doing. The kind of ministry that they thought that he should be leading. Jesus had absolutely no business surrounding himself with people who were less. Jesus had absolutely no business, they thought, of surrounding himself with tax collectors. People who were considered as hated people. As some of the worst sinners. Jesus had absolutely no business allowing a sinful woman to kiss his feet and to anoint him with perfume. Jesus had absolutely no business allowing his closest friends to be common people like fishermen and sinners like tax collectors and prostitutes. That's not what the king does. That's not what the Messiah does. But he's not an ordinary king, is he? As a matter of fact, he's a very strange king. The second gift that is given, the gift of frankincense. Frankincense is a resin that is found only in three types of trees in this area. It is quite, ex- it is quite expensive, and it still is today. And in the Old Testament, frankincense was used as part of the sacrifice on behalf of the people. So along with the sacrifice, they would put the frankincense in there with it, and an incense would go heavenward. And the incense was the capsule that the prayers of the people would be put in in order to go to heaven so that God would hear the prayers of his people. Can you see the irony of giving Christ frankincense. Because now that the Christ child has been born, the people and we today, as we know, have direct access to God. We don't have to light incense and then that incense is the capsule by which our prayers go to God. No, we can pray to God directly. As a matter of fact, he commands us to do so. In our prayers, we can be assured 
knowing and trusting that he hears us because it is Christ who brings our prayers before God. And finally, he is brought the gift of myrrh. A very interesting gift. Jesus was given myrrh twice that we know of. The first time is, of course, when the wise men bring him this very kingly gift. And the second time was after he died. And Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate to take the body of Jesus away. And what does he embalm his body with? Myrrh. And so take just a second and imagine for a moment that you are Mary. And one of the gifts that is given to your newborn son is embalming fluid. And then finally on that day that he was crucified, the king of the Jews is given one more gift. It is a gift that they didn't realize it at the time, but was befitting of the reason for why he was sent. Only at the time in which the Magi come is he called the king of the Jews. And he is not called that again until the soldiers who are mocking him and beating him and spitting on him and tearing his flesh from his bones mockingly call him the king of the Jews. And then they present him with a gift. They present him with a crown of thorns. And the crown of thorns is placed on his head, and it, is the, and it is the gift that reveals the reason for why this king was sent. The gift of myrrh, given to him right after he was born, when he was very little, the gift of myrrh tells us exactly the reason for why the Christ was sent. Jesus was born in order to die. And to die for the sins of the entire world as he hung there on Calvary's cross. Like the Magi, we have believed and we have worshipped and we know it. We know the stories so very well. But, but do we know it all? Or can this season of Epiphany, this season in which we celebrate that the light of the world, Jesus Christ, has come into the darkness, and the darkness, according to John 1, has not understood it, it has not overcome it. Or can this season of Epiphany aid us, help us in always and never losing that awe and amazement and wonder at the Christ child? And what happened at Bethlehem. That every day, every single day, Jesus as the light of the world shines through the darkness. That every day that Jesus as the light of the world shines in your darkness. John 1 verses 4 through 5 says this, 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the meaning of epiphany. This is exactly why I have told the Christmas committee, don't take any of this stuff down yet. You don't take it down until after epiphany. Because that's the story of the Christ child. That the light of God has come into this world and the darkness has not overcome him. And this is why we cannot let our familiarity with this story steal our awe and wonder and amazement. That every single day, even though we don't see it, and we may not always see it, that every single day, Jesus, who is the light of the world, is the light that is in the darkness of your life and mine, and in the darkness of this world. That he has forgiven this world of all of their sins. That access to God is now made known through the Son. And what the Christ child has done and continues to do for you. He shines through the darkness of your sin. He shines through the darkness of whatever medical problems that you might be facing or those whom you love might be facing. He shines through the darkness of your broken relationships, no matter what those relationships are, no matter how broken that they might be. And he shines through the darkness of this world that more and more every day wants absolutely nothing to do with him. And still the light shines. And still the light of Jesus shines forth, illuminating the darkness of this world. And in another twist of irony, he shines through that darkness to give you gifts. The gift of the forgiveness of your sins. The gift of rescue from sin, death, and the power of Satan. And the gift of eternal salvation for all who call upon his name. In that name, in the name of King Jesus. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and of all things, and in one Lord.
Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, in the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill out that uh, so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Uh, we gather our tithes and offerings. like to say that these radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. You contact the church office if you wish to help in funding those this ministry. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. There are various Bible studies conducted during the week at Trinity Lutheran. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the narthex of the church. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information regarding these church Bible studies, please contact the church office at 417-235-7300. Quarterly church voters meeting will be held on January 27th after a potluck dinner on in the fellowship hall of Trinity Lutheran School. Our church council meeting will be held today, this afternoon following a potluck dinner and presentation. Please stand. Let us pray. As once the Magi of old came to adore the infant Savior and to bring him the worship of their hearts, hands, and gifts, so do we come this day giving thanks for your great mercy and rejoicing in your promise kept. O Lord, bring the light of your word to all who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Lord, in your mercy. We pray that you would bring an end to all threats of violence, 
and raise up for all the people's leaders who will act with integrity, who will pursue justice, and who will follow your commands. Grant to all people the blessing of food, shelter, medical care, and safety in their homes. And bless those whose responsibility it is to protect and defend them. Lord, in your mercy. Guide those who teach your word and fill the classrooms in our churches and schools and colleges and seminaries with children, youth, and adults who seek to know Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. We pray that you would give to all people the comfort of your presence, healing according to your will, and relief from their suffering, especially for those who are on our health list. We pray for Melba and for Lanny and for Janice and Myron and Carol and Orrin and Ethel and Joan, Addison and Steve and Becky, Wayne and Bob and Mark and Lorne, for Gary and for Emma and for Brenda, for Bob for Rose Marie, for Arlene, and for Bob, and for Marianne, and for John, and Debbie, and for Ellie, and Mary, and for Fred, Ramona, and for Lisa. Lord, we also ask that you would wrap your loving arms around the family of Teresa Nelson, who passed away on Friday. And Lord, we pray also for those, and we pray for your loving care to be with those who we name before you in our hearts. We pray that you would sustain the weary with your word, the wounded with hope, and the dying with peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We thank you for the 29 years of marriage that you have given to Dory and to Wyatt, and for the 39 years of marriage given to Regina and to Roy. We pray to you that by your Spirit you would help them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Lord, in your mercy. You have made us all your chosen people, members of Christ's body, co-heirs with him of all the riches of your grace, including the privilege of this holy table. Here the one in faith receive the body of Christ and of his one blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Bless our communion in Christ for our life and salvation, for the life and salvation of all. Lord, in your mercy. With exceedingly great joy in your promises and with assurance that you will hear and answer your people, we commend into your hands ourselves and all for whom we pray. Through Christ our Lord, whom with the Father and the Holy Spirit, you are one God and one Lord, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns through all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with the angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, and he had given it to them, he said, Take and drink. This is the true blood of the new covenant, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 412 in the Lutheran service book, The People That in Darkness Sat.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Our closing hymn today is number 395 in the Lutheran Service Book, verses 4 through 6.
We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on ChristAtRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.